Welcome to Friday Night Party Line. Tonight on the show, we've got Skojo. Hey, Skojo. Hey, Victor. How you doing, man? How's, how was Comey Fest? <laughs> uh, amazing and a little confusing, but maybe we can parse out some of the weirdness of it. Um, of course, we have Chirba. Hey, Chirps. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Oh, yes. I am so tired I have turned into a Russian grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, are you you influencing our election? Russian grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) I meet the nice boy down the polling station and give him cookies. (laughs) <laughs> that is nowhere near the right accent, <laughs> I should add. <laughs> that wandered through about eight countries in four seconds. <laughs> it sounds like Jason trying to do an accent. Jason Jason is a wonderful man, but he does not do accents well. Uh, we got a lot to uh we got a lot to get through today. <sighs> so first off. Um, I think it can be said first and foremost about the whole Comey thing because we we gotta we gotta we gotta talk about this. I think the first thing that can be said about the whole thing is that if you if you believed that uh, that Trump and that there's nothing going on between Russia and the Trump campaign, you're coming out of the Comey thing feeling vindicated. If you believe that it did have something to do with it, you're walking out feeling vindicated. I think both sides have pluck the perfect amount of spin for themselves throughout this whole thing. Does that sound about right to you guys? Yep, sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, my my first thing is... Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead, Skojo. Well, I mean, if you weren't looking for... Like, I've, I was never... I'm never one of those people that considered that Trump was probably directly dealing with Russians. So mm. that was like, I feel like they're like the people that are saying, Oh, well, see, he doesn't have any connection. Like are completely missing the fact that it's not Trump that everybody's looking at. It's everybody else in his freaking campaign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's, it's really, really just such a, we were talking a little bit about it before the show and it, it's, it's, it, it this this Comey uh God what do you what would you what do you even call it it's a testimony at uh, in front of Congress it's not some isolated thing that you can kind of just parse in and of itself it's just like it's part of this big nested babushka doll of uh, of situ of of the whole situation it's just like one more layer in uh, a lot of it boils down to how Congress feels like it wants to interpret a a uh, a hope from a president what was it uh trump said that he he hoped comey could lift the dark cloud of this whole russia thing off of it (laughs) i can't imagine we were uh you you were talking about how tough it must be to stand in front of uh, a bunch of senators and a whole crowd and a whole bunch of uh reporters (laughs) clicking away and that's why they gave him a seat yeah Well, <laughs> what is it, Charles? What? And that's why they gave him a seat. He was sitting down the whole time. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be daunting, though. Just- oh, I can't imagine if you're not like Comey is like a guy who's really he's like it's been like 20 years of appearing in front of Congress. Right. So, like, it's not super crazy. I mean, he's well known for being, you know, very Stone-faced. good at this. 
Yeah, well, no, they're just very good at the stagecraft you need to tell a, good, a compelling story in front of Congress. Yep. And uh, he he pretty much did that. Uh, I actually read his seven page report, mm. which uh, reminded me now that that was what I was going to say at the beginning of the show, <laughs> 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 which was like that. Not was the last time I talked alone. <laughs> alone. Can we can we talk about how? Like how expertise is clearly important in any field, but you gotta, you really have to appreciate the fact that Comey goes in, goes in with these conversations with Trump and he's like seeing this whole thing like eight moves ahead to the point that he's like, hmm, I should really be taking detailed notes about this. Each of our conversations. That's long term. I, I just like how, you know, all the weird little Trump fans are like, oh, he's playing four dimensional chess. He's playing five-dimensional chess. <laughs> He's playing 65-dimensional chess. It looks Against like Trump. Cody's about three dimensions ahead. Yeah, tr- <laughs> Trump Trump is playing checkers, mind you. <laughs> like one-dimensional checkers. They don't even move through time. Just well, that was a great street. comment. That was a great comment from uh, Paul Ryan where he's like, oh, well, you know, he just doesn't know what he's new at this. And it's like, After whoa, guys. What? No, no, no. We're After talking about Trump. Talking about Trump. Yeah. I know, but after eight no. years of yelling about how this fucking eminently qualified man was president before, <laughs> about yelling about how he's completely unqualified, <laughs> and now we're pulling out the excuse of, oh, he's a bit new, give him a chance. No, fuck off. <laughs> well, <laughs> Sherman, if there's, if there's one thing Republicans are really good at, it's saying something five years ago that later comes back to explain their behavior <laughs> oh, now. No, no kidding. And I think that's possibly the reason that Trump is now essentially leading the party. It's because he is the best at it. Double Literally time, every time there is a tweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he recently I mean, said that he would he would he would uh, he would give his version of events under oath. I'm, I'm interested to see if he. Uh, I'm interested to see when he backpedals on that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm. I'd be pleased to see him do it. I mean, after all, we've already impeached one president in the last, uh, you know, twenty, thirty years for perjury and obstruction of justice. Let's go for two. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I just. I, I. I'm not sure what he's thinking would come out of that. Um, <laughs> I think I think you need to cut that sentence off about halfway. I'm not sure he's thinking. <laughs> Let's be honest. We know exactly what he's thinking. He's thinking, I'm the best liar. They'll never catch me. They 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 can never catch me. I'll make it through. All I got to do is just tell them whatever they want to hear. I just don't understand how he <laughs> thinks that he could get into a uh, into a fight between a guy who has like a sterling reputation as being, you know, you might not agree with what Comey did in the past Mm -hmm. in certain cases, but you never questioned that what he was trying to do was like the bigger Boy Scout, you know, than the other people there. It might not have been the best move politically, but you know that his thought is not about the politics. It's about, you know, making sure that the FBI looks independent 
and is serious and, you know, well run. And then you have a guy who became president because he talked about the last president not being born in the United States for a whole bunch of years. And that is the BS area we're in. And I don't know if there's anything to say past that. I, th- I feel like every conversation should just be like, dude, the president of the United States, <laughs> our current president of the United States spent like four or five years talking extensively about the prior president's birth certificate. And when called out each time, he doubled down and no one has held him to account for that at all. Like nothing. We've made him the president of the United States. At that point, it's just like, I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, you know, I think you guys. (laughs) maybe we should demand to see Trump's birth certificate prove that he's not a fucking alien. (laughs) <laughs> I think we have a better chance. I think we have a better chance of getting his taxes. <laughs> and 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 like I, I posted something on Facebook about how I was like, you know, I don't even want to get into a conversation with a conservative that doesn't start the conversation by saying, yeah, Trump was a really bad mistake. Like, I know I'm getting a lot what I want out of this and maybe some things are working out. But if they can't admit that, like, Trump was a giant turd Mm. (laughs) to the United States reputation in the world. Like, I don't know if I even want to have a conversation because (laughs) clearly you're not thinking on the same level as most other people. Like, there's plenty of conservatives out there. They'll tell you, like, you know what? I'm glad we got our Supreme Court justice. But you know what? He's undermining like this one policy I like. Like you can't even be like, oh well, you know what? He's keeping the immigrants out. Well, no, because he was incompetent and he just rushed into it. <laughs> it's been in the courts and screwed up. Well, I like that 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 happened. I mean, if you're a conservative and that's what you want, or if you're just I don't even know what to call you. If you're a Trumpist, what the what were you thinking? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Jesus. you screwed this up. We had our shot. And now there's going to be a giant wave, most likely, that will hopefully, like, you know, strike back at all this and hopefully wipe out some of this. But I just don't, it's just so, such a bad time. I mean, even conservatives, I I mean, I I read a lot of conservatives on Twitter and, uh, you know, they're the ones that are like never Trump. They, you know, they come from a very interesting point of view. (laughs) And I respect those people, even though I don't agree with their opinion. Because they're able to tell, they're, you know, they're at least speaking some truth to power on, you know, some, they're holding themselves to some standard that I a mean, whole bunch of people are not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, speaking truth to power is, I think, one of the things that Congress doesn't really do anymore, at least not not the Republican part, because if you want to speak truth to power, that's going to put you in a really difficult position in terms of being able to get the support you need because voted in in support of the party and if you start acting in opposition of the party it's going to be difficult yeah i mean the republicans are screwed i mean if they they turn against trump they're going to get a backlash from their base Mm -hmm. and if they stay with trump they're going to probably get wiped out in the next election yeah. So they're kind of in a crappy place. It'll be interesting to see where everybody, uh, you know, ends up. Mm-hmm. I think one of the most entertaining things I've read about this whole Comey thing was this article from the Washington Post. It's an op-ed. And uh, chuck a link in the chat here for you guys here. Um, it says, tell us again about your uncomfortable dinner with the important man, Mr. Comey. <laughs> it's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very much, it's, you know, it's, it's, it, it is, 
it frames itself as like a almost like a transcript but a very it, it sums up everything that everybody said in a very funny way like it says uh senator mark warner before we start just to be clear this is not a witch hunt if it were a witch hunt i would have a big white wig and would also have called your demon familiar to the stand now take it away comey says <laughs> Boy, golly, gosh, thank you. I am deeply troubled. I'm quite troubled all the time. I knew I could be fired, but I was confused and concerned by the way it happened. The reasons shifted and I was troubled. The the president kept telling me I was doing a good job and everyone loved me, which did not trouble me. But then when he fired me, he said it was the Hillary Clinton thing. And at that, I was very troubled. (laughs) It just goes on. The whole paragraph, the paragraph ends with... The FBI has never been disarray a day in its life. It's the one shining beacon of light that remains to us in this mess of a country. It's the only beautiful thing in this broken world. I just, I miss it so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, even that opening, I know that's the parody version of right. that opening. <laughs> but, but it does, but, uh, <laughs> it does, it does, it's like, it's only, it is a, a, a bit of a, a sampling of what was said. <laughs> I was I was really it was really interesting how much uh, Comey came off like a witness and he didn't he didn't really I mean, obviously, now he's a uh, you know, just a he, he's a witness in a case, not not running the investigation. But uh, he did a really good job of saying what needed to be said, giving out information that made him look like humble and, you know, flawed. And he admitted the mistakes that he thinks he made. I mean, he he pretty much called himself a coward in some of these cases where he thought that maybe he should have been more forceful. Mm. And uh, it's just, it's really interesting to see that, that from somebody you can tell, you know, when somebody's what they do and they actually know what they're doing and they're willing to admit, you know, they're willing to be humble about their, what they did. Like he was willing to say that he could be wrong. He could interpret things the wrong way. It's stuff that you would never hear out of, Donald Trump. <laughs> and uh, it just, I, I just don't, it's, it's just, I, I turned on AM talk radio in the middle of the day after Wait, the Comey Why would hearing. you do that? <laughs> because I was curious what they would be talking about. And all they talked about was Marco Rubio. And when Marco Rubio got him to say that, oh, he wasn't being investigated and you didn't get that leaked. You didn't leak the part that he, that he wasn't under investigation at that moment. And it was clear, like, A, they're really not, you know, they're just spinning it for the way they want to see it. Right. And then on t- and then immediately the conversation goes to how they want to primary the moderate Republicans that voted against the uh, AHCA. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, my God, what kind of world is this? But just, mm. you know, our media silos, you could, like you said, you could pull, you could come out of this saying, like, oh, Comey's a leaker. And, uh, you know, he and Loretta Lynch, you know, was trying to mess with the investigation a little bit of the emails, mm. like by changing a word. <laughs> it just, <sighs> I don't know. What do you want to say, Cherubo? I'm, I'm occupying a lot of time. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. And first of all, I was very impressed by Comey's poker face because there's a couple of points there where I would have like given a fucking pretty cold side eye out to the fucking Republican dudes who are like, <laughs> oh, so according to your testimony, Donald Trump did nothing and you're actually a bit of a shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I just like, no, that's not what I said. Get fucked. <laughs> 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 Which is also a compelling reason why I should never be under fucking 
record a testimony in front of Congress because I'll probably tell someone to get fucked on the record. I wonder if someone's done that in a congressional testimony. I'm not sure I... I mean, I know that in Australian Parliament, if you curse and in legal proceedings, if you curse, it is often struck from the record or listed as expletive. (laughs) (laughs) I know I've seen that. I know I've seen that in the uh, I've seen that in the hands art a couple of times. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) A couple of times in the hands. art. There's been plenty of interjection yes inaudibles <laughs> when believe me when you were there on the day it was very fucking audible there's just so many different things like i'm just sitting there thinking i'm like oh yeah there was the part about how every conversation that they had you know one-on-one he never give the crap at all about the fact that they were investigating other people in his campaign just him other than Flynn he, <laughs> yeah and he cared not really he wasn't like oh I want to hey can you give me an update on what's going on with the Russian interference with the election like that wasn't he didn't care about that he didn't care about his people other than Flynn because you know I'm not really sure why he cares so much about Flynn compared to everybody else <laughs> I have a theory on that go oh on. please do yeah oh you could you can c- chime in <laughs> Well, my theory on that is that he's, you know, he's so fucking hardcore about protecting Flynn and everything else. But how it reads to me is that he was trying to play it close to his chest as best he could. The whole, well, if any of my fucking satellites are found to be guilty of Russia, I think that's a great thing. Go ahead. Investigate all you like. (laughs) That just sounds like someone who is guilty and knows they're guilty trying to bluff their way out of it by basically going, oh, well, please throw me in the briar patch. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh... So, I reckon yeah. that he is... I reckon that he knows there's other people in his campaign who are guilty. Mm-hmm. And the reason he's protecting Mike Flynn is because everyone else knows it, too, with Mike <laughs> Flynn. Well, I mean, Mike Flynn is the one where they're like, oh, look, here's a picture of him at a at a dinner with Putin and the Green Party leader. And he didn't record that like that money on his ethical form or whatever. Yeah, it's like he did not register himself as a foreign actor when he was getting, you know, filling out his paperwork. It's like, come on, guys. Like, what's the point of, you know, from what I've been wondering about that foreign actor uh, paperwork that you're supposed to fill out, uh-huh. does anybody ever fill that out? Because apparently no one does, because everybody is being caught up into be like, suddenly going like, what? Oh, I work for Turkey. You didn't know? Whew. Oh, did I leave that off that sheet? Oh, what an oversight. <laughs> I mean, the amount of memory problems these guys have, like Sessions, who's like, oh, I never met with any Russians during the campaign. Oh, 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 wait, Except wait, these wait, guys. wait, 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 and these guys, this guy, I, I did meet with one. Oh, oh, wait, and another one goes out. Oh, twice. Oh, now there's three because <laughs> that's what leaked out of the closed door session after in the co- after the Comey hearing was that he had a third meeting that he hadn't talked about, which means. He, like, super lied in front of Congress, which is not the greatest place to be found to be lying. Not so much, not no. exactly, no. I also did like that uh, Comey was very clearly dancing around a few things, like, why didn't you tell, uh, why didn't you tell the Attorney General about all this? 
just kind of silence for a minute. And then, like, very delicately, he's like, well, we believed he might recuse himself <laughs> from Russia-related matters in the very near future. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, which turned out to be uh, apparently true. And I'm like, wow, that was the most tact. <laughs> fully fucking deployed apparently i've heard all day right it's really great how like that stuff like it's not hard to read it and yet you can eat people just conveniently just ignore that right when they're trying to respond to it it's just like come on guys oh, I mean, it's very you know clear what? what's being said here you know what and this is the difference between uh someone like trump who has no experience maneuvering when uh sensitive information is needed to be kept uh, private uh, and where tact is required versus Comey who is a skilled operator <laughs> yeah yeah all right well I, let's, I operator operating operationally the, uh, yes just the last last like just slightly right. involved with uh, politics thing I want to mm-hmm. talk about before we move to the next topic is uh, the whole cutter mess mm-hmm. is it pronounced cutter because I always I always pronounced it Qatar. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Qatar. I I, I think it's, it's Qatar. Qatar dude. I think it's Qatar because they said that on um on NPR. No, and I was like, mm. no, they were wrong. It's Qatar. Okay, because I say Qatar, but right. I'm pretty sure that a this bunch is... of foreign policy experts <laughs> on NPR. I I know. Like Qatar. This is like, this Qatar. is one of the few yeah. times I'm going to disagree with how NPR does things. It's Qatar. It's not Qatar. So. Anyway, the funniest thing occurred today, which is, well, I should say in the whole week. So some information came out, I guess, that Mm -hmm. caused Saudi Arabia and the rest of the The other yeah, the UAE, uh, all to embargo Qatar. Qatar. (laughs) Now now I'm going to have trouble with it. Qatar. Um, and, uh, And Trump just was like, yeah, we're stopping terrorism and yeah, and that's this is what this is what I was doing, and then like, by the way, our largest base in the Middle East is in it's that in country, and uh, oh, that information looks like it was made up by the Russians, and and like today, our Secretary of State comes out and says, "Hey guys, back the f off, like please, let's resolve this diplomatically without all this craziness," right? And like twenty minutes later. <laughs> Trump undercuts his Secretary of State and calls yeah. out Cutter again. Cutter, Qatar again. <laughs> I mean, in Saudi Arabia, they revoked uh, Al Jazeera, which is based in Qatar. Uh, they rev- they revoked uh, Al Jazeera's broadcasting license and shut down the studio in Saudi Arabia. UAE was taking uh, similar actions, I believe, and uh, they want Al Jazeera gone. That's what they want. Yeah, I, the the list of demands that they issued were hilarious. They oh, were kind yeah. of like stab yourself in the side and let yourself bleed out. <laughs> <laughs> While you're at it, stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Yes. <laughs> okay. It turns out this Qatar thing is actually a little bit more interesting than it seemed on the surface. Oh please. Oh, well, you didn't know about this, or no, no, not that. I mean, how it's pronounced. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Oh. Apparently, here we go. Apparently, the UK English pronunciation is Qatar. Right. Like, for pretty much very similar to Qatar. The US pronunciation is Qatar. Right. Neither of them are actually the, the local pronunciation, which is closer to gutter or quutter. Huh. Because <laughs> the first 
the first, um, I suppose, character that in the name when it's written in Arabic, that sound doesn't really exist in the English language. Oh. So it's actually kind of tricky to translate that word into a pronounceable English word while still keeping it accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, haha, we're all wrong. No. So it's like calling, it's like calling so, uh, we're all Japan, right. Japan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, instead of Nippon. So. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Before I get to where I need to jump out of hyperspace, uh, Wonder Woman movie. Uh, Skojo. Yeah. How you saw it? How was it? Well, am I the only one who saw it? Is that what? Sure. But have you seen to? it? Uh, no, I haven't had the chance. I've been too busy. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I, well, I can understand. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, if you want to see my full review, check out Atomic <laughs> Trivia <laughs> War Nine Thousand, where I review uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. But uh, the long. The hot take on it is uh, it was the best DC movie I've seen since The Dark Knight. Oh. What that means is that it was about as good as a medium Marvel movie. <laughs> Ant-Man-ish? Were you about there? I would say no, no, oh, no, no. Ant- Ant-Man is really high on my list, actually. Oh, really? Um, it, I, it's probably closer to the first Captain America movie, which is funny because everybody compares the first Captain America movie to... Wonder Woman. Basically, yeah. basically everything that comes out of Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, that's true, too. Uh, I mean, it was, uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was really good. It had a really, like, the third act was a kind of a mess and it had some pacing issues, but all the DC movies have had pacing issues. Um, <laughs> it, uh, the beginning first third is, I really enjoyed that. Um, the, I mean, at, at the, the chemistry between the two main uh, people, Chris Pine and uh, Gal Gadot. What the hell's her name? Yeah, Gal Gadot. Uh, is Hold on, like is it, really, is it really Gado or Gadot? Gadot. Okay. Waiting for Gadot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It was uh, definitely uh, made me more optimistic for the other DC movies, which I've all se- I've seen all of the DC movies, and I don't hate any of them, but I don't tend to hate movies. I tend to watch them with the expectation that you should when you go to see them. <laughs> Which is they're fun and stupid. That they're going to be fun and stupid. Uh. Like I'm not looking for Shakespeare for my superhero films. <laughs> and the uh, the end of the end of not to be big and spoiler, but the end of uh, of Wonder Woman includes like a big you know CG heavy fight that just didn't need to be there. Like it just hmm. kind of wasn't. It was kind of boring. So what I'm interested. What the thing is that it's. I think this movie has outperformed everyone's expectations thus far. Uh, because well, I think they were they were saying something like they only expected like a fifty million dollar uh, opening weekend. Oh yeah, and they have gone and it has uh, thus far gotten two hundred twenty. It, it got a two hundred twenty three million dollar global opening weekend, and it's it is well on track to uh, blaze into the mid four hundreds in uh, global receipts. So which is which is pretty good. I mean, it's no it's no so frozen. Say, I think they've made back their budget. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well that's the other funny part is uh Wonder Woman was like the cheapest of their movies that they've made recently. Yeah. And I I guess constraining themselves helped them make an actually good movie. The uh, the, the other thing that was slightly disappointing to, for the movie for me was like Wonder Woman has such cachet. Like DC has done a really good job of merchandising mm-hmm. Wonder Woman to kids. Like the girl, the DC girls, like they're really like pushing these like young 
female DC characters towards little girls. This movie is not meant for kids. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously it takes place in World War One and involves, you know, weapons. But on top of that, uh, I mean, there's just a lot of uh, a lot of sexual humor. Uh, a lot. I mean, just a lot of violence. But uh, I was just kind of like, I kind of watched it. And was like, man, it's going to be a while before I could show this to my daughter. Really, she'll be like six when I show it to her. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's PG thirteen like more of a mature film. Yeah, no, How I know. Could it be? I just <laughs> it was. I, I mean, you know, like I think you could show any Marvel movie to, uh, except for you know, I had the same problem with Guardians of Galaxy two. Uh, like Guardians of Galaxy two was like really obsessed with showing you every person getting horrifically killed in a ship of hmm. like a couple hundred people. Like they show a guy just kill them all and like focuses on each person as they get killed. Wow. Like, and, and I was just like, whoa, okay, this is, this is interesting. This I mean, I serious. enjoy it, but then I'm like, yeah, this gets serious. But like, you know, majority of the Marvel movies, like their violence is there and, and it's not, it's intense, but it's not like usually hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy came up to that line and was like probably okay on the okay side, but <laughs> I still would be like, a little reluctant to show my under if I have like an under ten year old Guardians of Galaxy two, and right. considering that that film has like a baby Groot in it that's like designed to suck in little kids, the most like merchandisable thing yeah. on the planet. <laughs> and so, then you make a movie, you know, and that's what my problem with Wonder to bring it back to Wonder Woman. That's like Wonder Woman's problem too. Like all this great children's merchandising for Wonder Woman, and the film isn't meant for to be, it can't really be watched by like people under ten. That's, so, that's speaking the, of gratuitous violence, please. let's talk about Logan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, that was a good movie. Oh, that I was a good movie, too, but see, it. that movie wasn't... It's, it's not Netflix, like they're though. making Logan children's toys for, like, six-year-olds. Well, they are. It's just not from the movie, Logan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, jumpsuit or whatever, and, like, right, kind right. of stabbing people, but nothing's really happening compared to Logan. <laughs> You know, it's just, Dad, you know. Can we get the Wolverine movie? Yeah, yeah sure, son. Oh, uh, yeah, he's just a comic book <laughs> character. Uh, I, Why do we have high voices, Dad? Oh, it's genetic. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's anime all over again, right? Like, it's like, oh, well, I'll just buy you this animated, this anime movie. They can't be that it's bad, cow- right? Look at this. It's Cowboy Bebop. It's cartoons. Ninja Scroll. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja oh, Scroll. God, Ninja oh. Scroll. That's worse. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> What could be bad? It's just ninjas. I mean, it's going to have a little bit of violence in there, Afro right? Samurai. Let's get some of that in there. Well, that one's... That one, uh, was there anything in Afro Samurai? I don't remember. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was Samuel L. Jackson doing a lot of cursing and also, <laughs> like, Kill Bill-esque fountains of... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a dude who had a giant teddy bear head yeah. and a motorcycle. And that motorcycle. was pretty badass. And then, um, so the Wonder Woman thing, the a couple of, more than a few theaters had uh, women only opening weekends, women uh, women only opening showings. And the men's and rights the internet active, shouty men were very cross. They were very <laughs> cross. When's our men's opening night? Hoo hoo! <laughs> Every other night of the year, fuckface. Yeah. Most of these movies, Most when they're the like, the audience is 60% men. 
You know, you never really appreciate the impact superhero movies can have on you until, well, I didn't, until I read an article um, about uh, where where a woman journalist was saying she went to go see the movie and she and many other women in the theater were crying out of validation, I believe she was saying, you know, the excitement of having someone to identify with who kicks ass. Yeah, I think someone said on Twitter, it was like, man, now I know why guys are so freaking, you know, confident. <laughs> it's like, I see one superhero film that's a strong female and I'm like, I can take over the world. And like men see that all the time. And I was like, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I mean, everybody thinks they're Batman, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I think I'm Batman, but. <laughs> all right, you think you're. Um, Trying to think of a sound base hero offhand. Uh, Lucio? Uh, not Banshee. <laughs> yeah, Lucio. <laughs> yeah, I, I just. Black I, Canary? Yeah, Black. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. I don't think I look good in leggings. I don't think I look. You know. oh, I don't know. I just, I, I really look forward to uh, maybe the the studio. I'm like really happy too, obviously, because a lot of the great heroes, especially of modern times, are female heroes that have not mm-hmm. been getting their chance. Squirrel or Girl. Or like. Kamala Khan. Yeah, like, guys, well, TV soon. She's getting a TV show? Oh, I, I want to see. She, she's, she, uh, they're doing New Warriors. Oh. And she's going to be on the New Warriors, apparently. Though oh, I have no, I have, I have no idea how that's going to be good. I <laughs> we'll hope see. it's Ultimate Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. That will be <laughs> the best. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, uh. how are you going to hide your tail? What tail? I don't see any tail behind this conspicuously large and awesome donk. <laughs> I, there should be a Squirrel Girl movie. I don't want a TV That is literally Girl. a line from the comic, but too. <laughs> really? That's kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah, she hides her tail in her pants to give... Uh, and her method of hiding it is to give herself a conspicuously large ass. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, uh, did you read the issue of Squirrel Girl where she gets sucked into nightmares and she finds out that the the guy who controls nightmares is weak against computer science topics? Oh, yeah. What? Like teaching him how to count. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> like, he keeps Nightmare, the, the, the Marvel, like, you know, evil in your dreams guy. Oogie Boogie. Gets uh, yeah. Squirrel Girl into... Uh, into you know trapped in dreams and so she ends up fighting all these different villains but like but she can control her dreams clearly (laughs) and so like count nefarious appears and she treats him like you know the count from sesame street so she's like hey you're really obsessed with counting aren't you i can show you how to count in binary with or like the question was like how can you count how high can you count with one hand or something she's like 32 and he's like how can you do that that's impossible and you know and they teach you actually how to count in binary wait so is she is she all like a computer scientist or something is that what, what what's going on here yeah yeah she's going to school for computer science oh so cool that's her neat <laughs> what about the one where like dr doom rocks up everyone's like oh shit is that dr doom and she just goes no nah, it's cosplay it's cosplay and everyone's cosplay. like oh, all right yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's punisher <laughs> punisher yeah <laughs> Yeah, the Punisher rolls up. She's like, no, no, it's cosplay. And he's like, oh, never mind. Have a great day. <laughs> just rolls off. And if you're not, on a quick comic book aside, if you're not reading Squirrel Girl, you should. It's it's really great. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 
But I love I love the yeah, impotent I love the impotent rage of the men's red activists folks when when they're like we're going to tank this movie and then it proceeds to do exceedingly well. <laughs> probably you know because what? they were all staying home so other people actually would want to go to the theater. Hey. Well, no, they probably showed up. They they probably showed up anyway because they have to see it before Justice League because they have to go see the all the comic book movies. Duh. <laughs> Like they're just forced to go anyway. It's like uh, it's like me trying to boycott like something I really love. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, no. Yeah. All I'm right. just gonna eat this anyway. Like one Chick-fil-A. La- <laughs> one last topic uh, uh, for the evening. Um, so because oh, really? uh, I had a really good one about Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. Well, I wasn't technically being serious, but I do oh, have I do have a speech on Bernie. If you really want something, uh, please do. We 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 love it when you speechify, <laughs> Cherbs. Okay, basically, no, he wouldn't have won. That's stupid. Why are you saying he would have won and he would have stood up to the RNC oppo file if you also simultaneously think that a bunch of nasty private emails from the DNC are the reason that he lost the primary by four million votes? (laughs) (laughs) And on top of that, like, have you noticed that he doesn't actually really do anything to stop his supporters from being absolute cockheads? Well, he can't. It's hard to control them. He could step up. And say, like, hey, no, guys, cut down the vitriol. We're a revolution of love, not a revolution of hate. He doesn't. He gives half-hearted dismissals when pushed. When someone (laughs) fucking attacks Hillary Clinton, he does nothing. When someone throws fucking money at them, as people did with Hillary Clinton, like throwing their fucking wad at her as she's gone past... He fucking does nothing, says nothing. His followers go after motherfucking John Lewis. He does yeah. fucking nothing. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, the standard you walk a- past is the fucking standard you accept. So fucking Sanders, which who is not listening to this, no. so I'm not sure why I'm addressing him directly. <laughs> maybe fucking stop walking, son. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was listening. Uh, a quick aside on this: I was listening to the Political Gab Fest, and they had their live show where they were interviewing uh, John Hickenlooper, who's the governor of Colorado. Mm-hmm. And a uh, mad name, I know, right? And uh, <laughs> he was talking. He was talking about this. He was talking about the divide in the Democratic Party, and he was like, "Look, you know, I'm a big tent person." You got to look and think about this. Back in the 70s, when we were protesting the Vietnam War, we were closing campuses down. We were there was giant protests in the street. And you know who won that year? Because we were too busy fighting amongst ourselves instead of just focusing on what matters and just getting rid of, you know, making sure Richard Nixon didn't become president. And like, I really hope that we don't. I mean, obviously, I'm hoping Trump doesn't make it through his first term because he gets impeached but (laughs) so what you're saying is you don't want us to do that again i really i I fear the biggest thing i fear is a divided opposition that screws itself over and we continue to get you know these spineless kind of (sighs) corrupt republicans running Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not like like fucking bernie and his crowd are doing a damn thing to help that no they're really they are basically just attacking constantly well, everybody, Even I mean, a year after the primary, the leaders of that section of the party, including Bernie, 
do absolutely nothing because they revel in it. They see it as their supporters stepping up and having a voice and speaking truth to power and, like, you know, putting them on the national stage. The only problem is that the price of them on the national stage is Trump in the director's chair. Exactly. (laughs) 100% agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, One more topic. Let me see how long we've been at this. Ah, We got time. Uh, One more topic. Uh, It's a good one, I think. So, uh, recently, President Trump rolled back the United States' commitment to the Paris Paris Climate Agreement. Um, and, uh, well, never mind the fact that world leaders basically made fun of us for it. But um, in, a, in a wonderful thing, which Republicans should be very happy about, the states have uh, affirmed their rights and are basically committing to the Paris Agreement whether or not the federal government wants it or not. Uh, <laughs> um, Governor Jerry Brown, for example, went over it, uh, this past week and met with uh, several lo- several uh, provincial leaders. And by provincial, I mean not in like the you know small area provincial. I mean like leaders of provinces in China to uh, to talk about what they can do to work together to fix the climate. Uh, the Council of Mayors, um, which I may be getting that wrong, uh, but the basically it, it's a gigantic Are they all horses. The what? Are they all horses? No, not mayors. 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 <laughs> uh, the uh, let's see. They, uh, let's call it the Council of Mayors. Uh, the Council of Mayors, which is a group of something to the tune of eight thousand mayors across the country uh roughly 80 to 90 percent of them have also agreed to do this including uh the mayor of new york city uh mayor eric garcetti of los angeles over here uh austin texas houston texas uh bunch of the north bunch of the northwestern state uh primary northwestern city basically every major city the top nine out of nine out of the top 10 cities in the united states their mayors have confirmed that they're going to be doing this whether the united states federal government wants it or not um and uh quite frankly i love that they're giving such a big f you to (laughs) the trump administrations in this regard i think it's hilarious yeah, I, I just it's just another one of those issues as we've been ranting most of the night about where like Donald Trump says, oh, well, we're going to renegotiate and get a better deal when in re- reality, nothing in the Paris Accord was a hard target. Everything mm-hmm. was voluntary and it was based on shaming. So if you wanted to say that you couldn't handle the targets that we were going to, that we were being told we needed to hit, mm-hmm. we could have told them that we weren't going to make those targets and kept in the treaty and not been a big giant laughing stock of the world. But mm-hmm. because Trump would rather just play to his base and piss everybody else off, <laughs> he's put the United States on even weaker negotiating footing than we would have been otherwise if he just wanted to say, hey, guys, look, we, we changed a few of our rules. We're not going to be able to reach this target, but we're gonna, we'll get to this target. Like, if that's what he wanted to do, he just screwed that up by w- saying he's going to withdraw from it. Yeah. It's, it's just, what a masterful negotiator. 
that we have here. Yes, he he has taken away these other countries' ability to shake their finger at the US and go, shame, shame, shame. And instead, given them the ability to go, shame, 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 you giant fucking spanner. Yeah. In fact, the European Union actually... They're going, they have literally pledged to bypass Washington and work with the United States uh, state governors directly as opposed to, as opposed to having to go through Washington. So I, think, uh, oh. I think we can expect the Republican governors to turn that one down. <laughs> Actually, no, there are Republican governors who are like, no, Climate change is a real thing. It's directly affecting, you know, the people I govern. We need to do something about this. That's the that's the most galling thing about this. The, all the Republican senators, they're like, ah, climate change. Nah, don't, it's, it's bogus. Don't worry about it. The governors are like, fuck you. No, this is important. So and you, ostensibly, they're representing the same people. <laughs> See, what I don't understand, he said, fucking actually understanding very well, not saying so for the sake of the line. Right. Fucking is what exactly these people have against, like, just like taking steps anyway, because, I mean, what's going to happen if climate change <laughs> is isn't real? We're just going to fucking make the world a bit better for nothing. Yeah, can't have that, can we? Oh, like, what are we going to do? Know. Oh, no, we're going to hand these multi-billion dollar contracts over to some fucking big corporations. Oh, no, that is the most unrepublican <gasps> thing I've ever heard. <sighs> like, asp. you can't do that. That's crazy talk. What if we can only give subsidies to oil companies? Jeez. Right, right? Jeez. Yeah. Oh. I mean, like, why, why would you create all these jobs and, you know, all this infrastructure and shit like that if it wasn't for an oil company? Oh, uh, man, it was somebody was listing all the careers that have more jobs in the United States than uh, than than coal miners. It was pretty much like everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's more butlers in the United States than there are coal miners. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Huh. Uh, That's an interesting question. U.S. Census. I think we have to vamp now while Victor Googles for how many butlers are in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, you know what? So what's distracting me at the moment is that the Black Panther trail, uh, teaser trailer just landed. <laughs> I'm avoiding the teaser trailer until I get the real trailer. Uh, yeah. I don't need to be teased. I already want to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Actually, wait. I want to see a teaser trailer where it's later. just like... It's just like, you know, you open it up and it's just the stars of the movie. Just like, what are you doing watching this? Wait for the real trailer. Are you dumb? Yeah. Man, you're a bit dumb. I need funny looking. Just like literally teasing people. <laughs> you were going to watch this anyway. Why are you even watching this? You know, I was wondering why my stock in Black Panther went up $2.37 today. <laughs> so, Vicky, can you tell us how many butlers are I in cannot. the cannot. I can't. I have to actually oh. go and download the census data. It's not it's not as accessible oh, no. as say the Australian census data. Sadly, yeah, we tweet our fucking census data out. I follow the Australian Census Bureau on Twitter. They're hilarious. Oh. There's and also Queens one interesting note. There's also one interesting note about butlers in the US is oh. that butlers in the US are not the same thing as butlers elsewhere. Yeah. In the US, a butler is basically a valet. Mm. A gentleman's gentleman, you know, uh, yes. basically a personal assistant with extras. He buttles. But not sexy extras. Right. <laughs> Maybe. 
You'll have to deal with that with your own butler, I'm afraid. <laughs> but uh, everywhere else, that job is called a valet, and a butler is the, basically the head of all the servants and the household. Hmm. See, I thought that's how it was here in the US. So... Well, hmm. yes, it is. But the reason for that is because in the US, where butlers appear, usually they were people who were not exactly as rich, who had most of the butlers, but were still reasonably rich. Hmm. So they could afford to have one main household servant, maybe two. So you end up with the butler being the head of the household uh, of the servants just by being either the only one or close to the only one. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking through butlering and apparently butlering went downhill when slavery ended in the US. <laughs> not surprised. Well, not yeah, surprising. Yeah, it's like, well. Actually speaking uh, of Speaking of slavery in the US, a brief a brief aside on the nature of uh, films. People keep I keep seeing people say like, "Oh, you c- couldn't make blazing saddles today because they use the N word." Like, motherfucker, have you seen Django Unchained? Right. <laughs> they probably did not. You probably couldn't make animaniacs today, though. Although Wait, apparently they, they are. So. <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I'm given hope because Steven Spielberg is going to be working on it. But, you know, I'm a little bit iffy. I'm wondering how, wonder how good it's actually going to be and how much like it was originally going to be. As long as Slappy the Squirrel is in it, I really don't care. <laughs> so there's apparently still 5,000 butlers in Britain. Britain. I know. I know very well. Cherbo, <laughs> uh, you were a valet, if I'm not mistaken. I was indeed a valet, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't think they're not they're not counting them as a valet. They're, no, they're not counting them as a valet, they're counting butlers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But- a valet would fall under household staff mm. in general, I believe. Or personal yeah. assistance, depending. Because mm. I mean mm. you most of your modern valets basically are personal assistants for the most part, and then they also do a few other things around the home. Yeah. All right. So, then. so to end our political uh, episode, what what do you think the headline of next week is going to be? Hmm. Hmm. I don't want to go too dystopic and say something <laughs> like Comey found dead <laughs> with with a uh, with a communist manifesto in his jacket pocket. Russians believed to be implicated or something like that. Uh, I don't know. God, this 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 is just it's such a weird state of affairs. It's kind of hard to predict anything like that. Um, I don't oh, know, Trevor. I, what I'll do you think? On. All coming out in the rinse. Priebus leaks massive cache of documents to press. Oh man. <laughs> let's see that motherfucker jump ship while the jumping's good i'm guessing that they're going to announce that uh jared kushner is now in charge of another initiative isn't jared kushner himself in hot water yeah yes he is he is but he's also (laughs) in charge He's in charge of, like, every special project that the White House is trying to do. Oh, goody. <laughs> <laughs> as well as selling EB-5 visas in China. Well, yeah, you know. You know, places I've worked, the the kind of slightly useless son-in-law tends to get stuck with the jobs that nobody actually cares if they get done. 
because basically all they are is to keep him sitting on his hands without telling him to sit on his hands and not touch anything. While simultaneously getting a paycheck. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. That just reminded me that he went to the Russians and wanted to use their their communication equipment to have a back channel with the Russians. No, it's it's okay, man. You don't have to. Just go into the Oval Office and speak into the lamp. No, I mean, but we've already (laughs) forgotten. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) is is that is that that's how crazy we are like we didn't even talk about reality winner (laughs) reality winner oh my god and that that was and that was this week (laughs) yep what a name i just christ i mean there's fucking uh, i have words about the fucking intercept but uh, (laughs) that's for Uh another fucking time indeed hey guys clandestine source protection 101 don't publish pictures of the original fucking documents you cock faces holy (laughs) shit you're an organization that is famous for dealing with leaks because of glenn greenwald how the fuck do you not know the basics of dealing with sensitive fucking leaks you twat bags holy shit this is a fucking amateur hour over there. Are all you fuckers good for Bernie columns and Hillary Clinton conspiracy theories? Fucking get your act together. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I, I, well, that was just, you know, it just sucks. Sometimes you screw up when you try to leak documents. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, no, no. Vice, like, posting geostamped pictures of fucking meth head McAntivirus, whatever the fuck his name is. McAfee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, McAfee. That's him, John McAfee. That is a mistake because, like, they actually were told how to, you know, fix that up (laughs) and they didn't do it by accident. This, this was bullshit. This is the fucking Intercept whipping their cock out and pissing all over the wall, going, look how clever I am. I've got these leaks without realizing that maybe there might be some clues in there that can tell people who are better at this than they are where they fucking came from. Indeed. Yeah, I like how they kind of like backtracked and were like, oh, well, this could be all just, uh, you know, a plant just to throw (laughs) us all off. (laughs) Oh. Ah. Oh, ah. The fucking inter- if I hate the intercept so much. Don't we all sound like isn't it horrible that we all have to sound like crazy conspiracy theorists now these days? It's just like I feel like I need a giant board of pictures with like string string going between all of them like in my next to my uh, on it. computer. Scojo. Honest, honest to god. On a, I you know, there are days where I will be dry where I will be driving and I'll have NPR on and one of the reporters will say President Trump and my brain will still take a second and like go, wait, wait, that's that can't be right. <laughs> hey man, back when I was between gigs, I worked for a conspiracy theory magazine for a while. I'm a fucking professional. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird fucking time. Uh... <laughs> Oh, well, okay. The basic reason behind that is that they basically sat there and thought, well, all of the conspiracy theory, all all the real conspiracies that we know about, 
Most of them were uncovered by journalists. Therefore, journalists are really good at uncovering real conspiracies and not being called conspiracy theorists. Therefore, we should get our own journalists. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, fucking hired me and I basically ended up being the fucking token skeptic on stuff. And, like, just doing uh, retrospectives awesome. about the Excellent. history of particular conspiracy theories and, like, how they came up and how they progressed through time and shit like that without ever actually espousing conspiracy theories. It was a fun time. Hmm. And plus, they were nice guys and they paid on time. So, I mean, you know, what there more is- can I want? That's better than some of the fucking respected papers I've worked That for. is a quality that is rare. <laughs> uh, all right, well. We have certainly oh, had, speaking uh, of respected papers, the Guardian just emailed me. <laughs> <laughs> it was subscription related, though, oh, not okay. actual work, not job related. <laughs> well, speaking of, uh, we've had a we've had a bevy of of wonder. We've we've had a good set of discussion about this <sighs> this lunacy that is now life. And um, I think we had a we t- we brought up some good stuff. On that note, it is time for us to end. Thank you to Skojo and Cherba. <laughs> it is and- time for us to end it all. <laughs> end it all, please, <laughs> Mr. Putin. Press the big red button, please. I'm <laughs> sick of this. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Good night, everyone. <laughs> good night. Good night. <laughs>